What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 189 of Literate Lessons. I am down horrendously, and this week I'm joined by Jay in uh, a uh, Literate Lessons first. Yeah, and of course, every single piece of technology we tried to get working tonight had some sort of an issue. I'm recording from my phone tonight because my computer decided to die, and that's just how things work around here. We're here, I'm excited. It's me and Angelo for the first time ever, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, this is uh, the first episode ever without uh, Carl or Carter. Uh, Carter had a wedding this weekend. Um, not his, a uh, close friend of his, though. And uh, Carl is a dad now and has a newborn to take care of. I believe it's his turn to uh, nap, which is why he didn't get any of our um, Mayday messages. Uh, but we're making this work, and uh, we're just going to dive right into it. So, uh... Jay, what event did we have this week? We had Sacramento Regionals this weekend, and I gotta say, it was really surprising to see some of the Pokemon that we, uh, that, that, you know, did well. Um, we had uh, some very interesting teams make it into the, the top cut and win finals, too. We had, a, we had a Como win finals, which was awesome, because I think that thing is so sick. Um, and yeah, this, this regional was a lot of fun to watch over the weekend. I know a lot of our community members, um, participated in it. So, um, if you did, you know, congrats on your runs, uh, better luck next time. You're going to do great if you, if you didn't do so well, um, you know, keep at it. But, uh, we're here to talk about the results today of, of the Sacramento regionals. Yeah. So first, before we go over results, we're just going to look over, Real briefly, uh, day one and day two usage. Uh, so right here, uh, day one, um, talking about Pokemon that are initially horrendously down bad. Uh, is that a Fluttermane in third place? Indeed it is. Still over 50% usage, mind you. Just barely. Um, but yeah, we are um, Iron Hands, who has, in my opinion, solidified itself as the number one glue Pokemon in the format. Uh, with especially with the assault best set, it can be your fake out with the volt switch. It can be your pivot. It can just be uh, the fat Pokemon that sits on the field and clicks drain punch and just annoys everything else. Um, then of course Lando, which is probably the number one physical threat. Again, a solid blue Pokemon um, in that second place uh, for day one, just ahead of Flutter. Um, anything you want to bring up for day one? Um, any like surprises? Um... Not surprises so much in, like, the top 12. I mean, we've seen King Gambit kind of making that rise up. I know uh, Luca did really well with it in the uh, last regional last week in Peoria. Um, that Black Glasses set is really on the rise. But I think something to note here is that the top six Pokemon all have over 30% usage. Um, the top three having over 50% usage. It shows that there's definitely you know, a very centralized meta going on here. The meta kind of has established itself, you know, amongst day one. A lot of these Pokemon are extremely popular. You're going to run into them all the time. And Iron Hands at nearly 60% is uh, is actually pretty, su not surprising, but uh, that that usage number is is very, very high um, in this in this format with so many uh, extremely strong threats. It's 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 really, really crazy. I think one of the things, two things I would like to know, and the first is, um, I feel like the reason why, especially the top six Pokemon, 
have such high usage, uh, they're insanely splashable Pokemon, and they all and they all do work together. Like you can take the yep. top four, choose one of those two ogre ponds, and then grab almost any of the bottom six, and boom, you have a team, and you have a real you have a really really good team. But you will, as mm-hmm. we go through, especially the top cut teams, you might see uh, a team that might only have one or two of these top six, but it's because of the fact that they're so splashable. You can honestly throw them like your last two spots in the team. You can take any of these six, and to be quite honest, any of these 12, uh, and just throw them on there, and they're going to find a role. The second thing I'd like to know yeah. is that um, outside of like the offensive output that Hands and Lando can give, uh, Incineroar kind of does the entire job that both of those Pokemon do in itself. It's the Intimidator, Fake Outer, Pivoter, uh, with a so- with solid defense, um, and it just and it's a fire and type. And it's a fire him like the ty- terrifiers. Yes. <laughs> um, so I I will uh, extremely lukewarm regulation F for whenever we get DLC to take. Um, Incense going to easily be like 65-70% because it kind of just, it, it, it's again, it's role condensing and that that's why it's so good. Why use three Pokemon to do something that one Pokemon can do? Um, Ask me how surprised I am yeah. if, uh, if, if Incineroar is up in 70% usage. <laughs> so, uh, I still think, I think that Iron Hands specifically, like well, both Iron, like Iron Hands and Lando provide like that really fantastic offensive typing to, as well. Like their their support is condensed with their offense yes. as well. Like I think Incineroar, a lot of the times it's running mostly that one attacking move with Flare Blitz. Um, so I I still and also Iron Hands and Lando both also have positive matchups into the Incineroar. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I think, I, do, I don't think that Incineroar is going to be, you know, overshadowing these Pokemon by a crazy margin. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it in 70% usage because it's Incin. But um, I think that, I think that these Paradox Pokemon and Power Creep will make it maybe not as strong um, with like their, their really positive matchups into, uh, into Incineroar. Yeah. So let's move on to day two usage, and there is a bit of a change. Uh, the main change is that we now see uh, Dragonite creeping up into uh, the day two top 12, along with the fact that uh, Fluttermane was only down bad for one day. Back at the number one spot on any of these usages for the first time in Regulation E at 58.3%, uh, and then uh, you also have 50% for both um, Lando and uh, Hands. I think other things to note is the drop in usage of Water Pond in Day 2, um, and also the drop of usage in Tornadus as well, um, compared to where they were at for Day 1. And uh, Fire Over Pond, Rilla, and uh, Water Fu really jumping up. Uh, again, this is a situation yep. where the top 6, you can take the top 6 Pokemon, throw them on a team, and that is a concise, really strong team with balance elements and offensive elements, uh, you, and you have all of your tools right there. Uh, intimidate, double mm-hmm. fake out, um, great offensive output from pretty much any of your Pokemon. Uh, speed control even with Fluttermane. Yep. Uh, Chi Yu, not here in the day two, top 12. 
um, fell fell from the uh, top 12 in day one. Um, I wonder how much of that is RNG-based. Uh, you know, it feels like whenever you see Chiyu, it's missing moves. Um, as a Chiyu enjoyer myself, I know how how many times that Pokemon loves to miss. Um, so, you know, you see these Pokemon that are consistent. The only Pokemon that runs inaccurate moves on, in this top 12 is Heatran with Heatwave and uh, Tornadus with, um, with Bleakwind Storm. Everything else is, you know, running 100% accurate moves, so... I wonder how much that, uh, you know, plays into it, as well as Dragonite on the rise with that Chi and Pao uh, D-Knight core coming back uh, in full strength. I can relate to Chiyu missing moves. I lost a uh, draft uh, league uh, in Dad's League. I lost a match last week because my Chiyu in uh, turn one of game three decided that now wasn't the time to hit that overheat that I desperately needed to get that one to KO. Just, um, no, just didn't need it. And, like, there are some other Pokemon that do, like, Flutter could use Icy Wind, Rock Slide is a staple on Lando, but those aren't, like, moves that they're, they're really, really using. Um, yeah, they're not relying on those moves. Yeah. You're, you're much more relying on your Moon Blasts and your Stomping Tantrums and your Terror Blasts, etc. Um... I know in, in my set this week, I, I was playing against the Chiyu, uh, Swedes Chiyu missed an overheat mm -hmm. on uh, turn one into my Furigarath. My Furigarath would have survived, but very, very barely. Um, so it was, uh, you know, rough, but yeah, you play play stupid games, you win stupid prizes sometimes, and that's what it feels like with with Chiyu. You know, you're you're always rolling a miss. <laughs> yeah, what, what's what's that uh, Joe Brown saying? If it's not a hundred percent, it's fifty percent. Or zero percent. It feels. Yeah, like. that's what it does. Um, I think one of the re main reasons why Dragonite as well is on the rise, and just Dragon types as a whole are doing well. Slight spoiler for when we get to the teams. Is um is because of you have this little friend here and uh, her little uh, twin right over here. Ogrepawn is mm. just such a dominant Pokemon in the metagame, and it's not just the Ogrepawn. You see the rise in uh, both uh, Waterfu and Rillaboom from day one to day two. You see how Heatran is just a constant Pokemon in this metagame, and being a Dragon type, and let alone a Dragon Flying type is actually a good thing to be in this meta. Um, Fluttermane is still one of the top Pokemon, but it's not the oppressive force it was, as we discussed last week. It's not at its regulation B through D dominance. And um, and it's day one usage, yeah, too. Yeah, and day one usage yesterday. Um, and to be able to be quadruple uh, resist uh, one of Ogre Pond's two stabs, um, and then to also be able to resist... Heatran stabs, uh, Urshifu stabs, Rillaboom stabs. The um, actually all the Ogre Ponds besides Rock Ogre Pond have both their stabs resisted um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, really, on this list, the only Mon you're super threatened by. I mean, of course, Shampao, um, Flutter with its Moon Blast, but you can always tear away from the Moon mm -hmm. Blast. And like Lando, and to an extent, Hands, depending on how you're what your four moves are and the coverage, so to speak. Um, and, yep. like, of course, like, if you're inner focus, Lando's a lot less scary. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really great spot for Dragon types, which means that um, my favorite type, 
uh, the ice type is also in a pretty good place, which uh, we're about to see as we move over to our uh, our teams. Yeah. The the other thing just before we move over with Dragonite two, like being able to turn into a normal type and and spam extreme speed is extremely good in this format. There's a lot of uh, Tailwind teams. There's a lot of you know fast Pokemon, the Ogre Ponds, um, specifically, and you're able to you know get around um, you know the those speed tiers and uh, the lower speed tier of uh, Dragonite with those extreme speeds and get around that Fluttermane weakness with that Terra Normal as well. So uh, first and foremost, looking at the teams, congratulations to Michael Zhang. Uh, for uh, winning Sacramento Regionals, for securing um, his uh, 2024 World's Invitation to Hawaii, and uh, and bagging six grand while he's at it, uh, weekend paid for itself. Um, this team is amazing this is as such well. A cool it's so team. cool. This is such a cool team. Uh, first, so uh, my brother um, called me right before we uh, started, like a little before we started recording. Before we were supposed to start recording is is more accurate. <laughs> and um, I was telling him, he's like, oh, yeah, Ty I'm like, yeah, Tyranitar just won a regional. And, like, he he doesn't play competitively. Uh, we grew up playing Pokemon, though. Um, he actually yeah. played um, TCG with me competitively, and he was also a pretty decent TCG player in uh, the junior, seniors, and I think, like, only one or two years in Masters. Uh, and we just realized, like... Tyranitar is not only older than every single junior and seniors player at this event, but a lot of the Masters players as well. Uh, this Pokemon is just as old as if older than. Actually, uh, we're going to do something awful. Jay, you're like 20, you're 25, right? You win 90? Uh, yeah, next month I turn 25. I think Tyranitar is a couple years younger than me yeah so t-tar i think it was uh i was born i was born the, the, the same year that yellow came out okay yeah so you're you're, you're like you're the prime example you are just older than this pokemon and of course we're talking about dragonite dragonite's older than you um which is <laughs> like just nutty how this pokemon literally across decades is still winning events and uh while tyranitar yeah. was definitely a major piece of the team we got to talk about this Iron Defense Body Press um, Como. Uh, the, the it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Como is so good. It's such a good Pokemon. I've been using it a lot recently. I drafted it recently. I love Iron Defense Body Press Pokemon. That is one of my favorite Pokemon archetypes. I love, you know, obviously I use the Orthworm in Hartford. I love the Hisuian Gudra. I love uh, Slowbro has been one of my favorite draft Pokemon. I love seeing Iron Defense Body Press doing well, and with the with the drop in Flutter main, that is like very on the rise right now. I think it's an extremely extremely strong archetype, and the typing that Dragon type resisting the Ogre Ponds and the the Water type Urshifu uh, the Surging Strikes makes it so great if you can get one Iron Defense up. You know, this is just, um, it, it's weird because I, I was, like, going through Twitter, like, all of the, uh, all the memes, it's like, no, this is the wrong, like, this is the wrong Dragon-type pseudo-legendary with Iron Defense Body Press winning the event. And, and it, like, that's the thing, like, you would have thought that it would be the Shell Armor one, but no, it's it's this Coma-O. 
Um, and uh, this new po well, old Pokemon reintroduced to uh, the uh, the metagame via DLC 1, the Teal Mask, and second event in, it has a ring. It, and honestly, it's a very impressive one. Like, looking at this overall top 8, like, not to move away from Michael's team, but just look, look at who we beat to uh, get here. Riley Factura. Amazing players. Riley Factura is on a different. On run. a run. He is like this. <laughs> on a on a tear right now. This is like like when Joe earlier in the year when he went and what was it? He went second, 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 second first. first. Like I saw yeah. a tweet today that if Riley won, he would have been the first player ever to qualify for Worlds like three times over. A lot of times in previous years, like, people hit double the amount of, of points to get their invite because they're in the mm -hmm. day two race. If So Riley's currently at 460 point, uh, 460 points. So if he won today, he would have gotten his Pittsburgh win, which was an invite. Uh, the Sacramento win yep. for an invite, and this win also would have put him at 500 points, um, which would have been his <laughs> points invite. Um, and his and we're like three North American regionals in yeah. at this point. No, he he is just <laughs> on an absolute tear. Um, also, using uh, a non-top 12 Pokemon in Amoongus, uh, look at this guy using his favorites, bucking the trend. Shout out to Jody Azarelli, who I just completely stole that bit from. <laughs> Amogus is very underrated right now. But before we get to, to Riley, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Michael's team because there's just so much going on here. There's so much cool. And like you brought up before that we thought that Hisui and Gujra would be the Pokemon, the Iron Defense Body Press Pokemon to, uh, you know, take take that archetype over the edge but i'm like i'm not surprised to see como um specifically because stab body press it's so much better is so so important and you can also have that bulletproof ability making you a an incredible wall into fluttermane and that's the best i think that's the biggest thing that como has going for it over the other steel types is it's or, or the other um, Iron Defense Body Pressers, is its positive matchup after Terrestrializing into Fluttermane. That you can take those Moonblasts with whatever type you want to go to, whether it be Steel, Poison, or Fire. I've seen all of them. Uh, you run Iron Head or Flash Cannon mm -hmm. if you're running the special, like, Clangorous Soul set. And um, you, uh, you, you can't be affected by Shadow Ball. You resist Moonblast to basically hitting you with Thunderbolt and and, and that's, that's not great damage. And that's also if they're the spec set. If they are the very popular booster speed set, that third move is usually is icy wind or dazzling wind. Yeah, which again, right? You're going to resist both. Uh, the icy wind, the the, the non-stab base fifty-five power move, um, as, as especially after you Terra, if you go Terra Steel, is just you're laughing that off. Um, yeah. Another thing. I, another thing I would like to note, not only with Michael's team, but with the other two teams, just as we were saying, as we feel like these dragon types are on the rise, you have three straight teams um, featuring ice types, and then another and a fourth team with an ice type in um, eighth place with Aaron Brock. So overall, ice is a very good offensive type right now. Even even though there's a lot of yeah. fire types in the top twelve, 
Ice is still just such an, a great offensive typing. Um, and it's a it's a large variation of ice yep. types too. Like we're we're used to seeing a lot of the Chi and Pows up here. Iron Bundle winning the tournament. That's a that's a Pokemon that we've seen you know doing well in the Reggie events. Wasn't doing as well beforehand. So nice to see it kind of back on the rise. But we have the Alolan Ninetales and the Baxcalibur all doing well this yep. weekend. So that's uh, that's a really cool thing. Yep, they have a uh, you know the Aurora Veil, the Snow. The, the I I think. I, I don't know if Ragavs was, but I know that some of the Baxcalibers have been running um, Ice Body over the Thermal Energy uh, or the Thermal Exchange recently mm-hmm. to take advantage of that uh, that snow from Ninetales as well. Um, so, you know, some really innovative stuff, um, you know, in this in this top eight here for sure. Yeah, so Ragav was running the Ice Body. And overall, from what I've seen, it seems that the Ice Body just in general is a lot more of a um, – it's a more um, – practical choice when you're running the backs caliber 99 percent of the time you're running next to the alola tails and you're not your, your top willow abuser right now is uh wheezing which um while we don't see it here we will get to that i believe that wheezing was a imperative part of this weekend um and uh the wheezing mm-hmm. just doesn't care about thermal exchange at all yeah so to have the ice body to really honestly act as like a lefties um ragov was able to have the bulk of the ice body in the recovery um with the snow and the screens as well and then have the offensive output with uh sword stance uh, loaded dice so um yeah their their set was really really good um going it's over- it's it's interesting to me with the ice body stuff because like I think the thermal exchange is still really good, you know. Uh, Ogre Pond is a very strong; uh, it's a popular Pokemon in the format, and like being able to get a boost from those IV cudgels, I guess would be would be nice. But I know, you know, obviously you're not taking it super well at a as a neutral attack, but you can, you know, that Terra Water was uh, was a popular set earlier on. You could be like Terra Fire could be good uh, in this format. And you have that dragon and fire type, um, but that ice body is you're 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 doubling your bulk with the uh, the your physical bulk with the snow, and you have scale shot for your speed, and the ice body with those lefties allows you to uh, recover, especially after losing your uh, defense uh, from using scale shot. Not to skip over Riley's team uh, because while it does, it looks like a standard team just from what we've seen ever since uh, Regulation C. For um, for like, like overall, just the team comp, but still, I think it's very interesting. Uh, it being that uh, Chen Knight combination with again discuss Dragonite really rising up in uh, in day two usage, and then it does have that slower, more balancey sort of mode uh, with uh, the Amoongus being able to just bring the game to a halt, put some stuff to sleep, or on the other end. Yep redirect to let your fire over pawn or your uh water fuel whichever uh sweeper that you have your king gambit gets set up yep. um too and there were a lot of really interesting king gambit sets overall this week i can't recall what riley's was um but we did see we saw the classic black glasses set we did see some assault i think i think riley's was black glasses okay. I'm pretty sure. But it might have been the AV, though. We also saw some AV sets, and I believe that there was one on stream. It was a three-attack set with Brick Break, 
and I believe the item on the King Gambit was lefties. And um, the the team that, that again, don't, just going off my memory here, I believe that when it was on stream, it was up against a screens team, and you were able to see that very unique set put in a lot of work. King Gambit has a lot of, like, it doesn't just have Kowtow Cleaves and Sucker Punch and Iron Head. You get Low Kick, you mm-hmm. get um, Brick Break, you get the... Uh, you know, of course, like Terra Blast on the AV sets, like it's yeah, with like Terra Flying or Terra Fire, those are all good. You know, Terra types still yeah. for it in this format. Even Assurance as another move over the Kowtow Cleave if you want that second um, Dark type attack. Like it's it's a really yeah. cool Pokemon, and it's I know it's weird to say because it's one that we've had the entire time we've had this. Uh, we've been playing VGC in Generation Nine. But I still think there's like more things that King Gambit can do that we haven't really dove into. Yeah, and now it's it's in a spot where it's being able to take advantage of the meta, and you know I think the Black Glasses set is just like you get that Lando boost, you know that that boost from the Intimidate, and you're able to take over games, and that's why it's you know so popular. Um, I think that we will see the the variations if like the snow teams or grim snarl starts becoming a lot more popular with potentially brick break assault vest um you know you still get that benefit from the the defiant boost you just don't get as much of that immediate damage and um from the uh, terror dark black glasses but you get a lot more defensive flexibility which i think is important Especially on a team like Riley's where uh you know you have two four times weeks to fighting yeah um and then I think I believe the uh, the Dragonite was Terra Normal as mm-hmm. well. So after that terrestrializes, you have another uh, Fighting Week Pokemon. Iron Hands is everywhere. So um, you know, I think that the AV sets will will definitely find their way back with like a nice defensive ty- Terra type. Yeah. Uh, moving on, like I not to loop these two in. I th- but um, Ragov's team and Aaron's team. I think it's two ways to look at a specific archetype uh with which is this snow or alola tail screen archetype and um mm-hmm. our viewers already know this i love ice uh like like the buffs that scarlet and violet gave to this type are just amazing um yeah ragov's team uh they definitely went in more of that very much snow type focus they have the abuse like the snow abuser in um Baxcalibur, who again, as an Ice and Dragon type, is in an amazing spot in this metagame uh, to be able to abuse Alola Ninetales' weather, to abuse the screens, and to also just have that Dragon typing where you are resi- you are neutral or resisting all of the Ogre Pond attacks. It's a really great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other... What Terra types are the Baxcalibur's running uh, I'm, recently? I'm not sure. I missed what Ragov's was. Um, the reason why we're using Victory Road and not uh, Top Cut Explorer uh, viewers is because uh, we do not have updated Top Cut Explorer as of this time. Or we do, and at this point it would just be a little messy to uh, <laughs> switch to it and figure that out. Yeah, um, but just you as general, a uh, as you um, know snow person, as, so you've been playing with it. I know I haven't actually been playing it too much. I've had uh, friends in my building group who have have played with it and have done well. I know water has been a big type, poison, um, even fire still. Um, but it's been sticking with like the defensive yes. terror type rather than like an offensive ice one. No, you know, because yeah. you like 
like you you lose that defensive you, you know your your snow boost uh when you tear away you, which is something i was thinking of you know just you lose that defense boost after your scale shot so i could see a world where maybe people start running where people will run ice on it and just like get the the icicle spear damage but ice is such a bad defensive typing so it doesn't surprise me i mean you said it not me i think the thing that that's <laughs> I know my limitations and my and my favorite types of limitations. I think the balance of losing the snow boost to your defense by terrestrializing into like I think specifically water and poison would I'd say would be the two top uh, types is that you actually yeah. get to become a real defensive type that does things. So it, it's it works through in that sense. Um, I was I was mainly interested because we actually have like a fast Aurora Vale snow setter mm-hmm. now, you know, it, when, when snow was in its, uh, you know, premature days, I guess it's preteen days. It was one of the Obama snows. So it didn't have as much, uh, of the bulk as like the nine tails has, or like the snow focus with the backs caliber. A lot of them were ran on like the palettes instead. So, yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go back, I think like previous formats to, uh, I believe it was Regulation C. Yeah, so I believe it was Regulation. Yes, it was Regulation C. Uh, Nails a snow team, and his team report, he pretty much was like, I wanted to click Terra Ice Specs Blizzards. And so to do that, I kind of had to bring the Obama Snow. I, ha- I had to have Obama yeah, Snow. It's... That's the only reason I had it. Ninetales has so many positives yeah. in the, in this format, like Moonblast. Uh, most of them are running Freeze Dry, right? Not Blizzard. It's a mix of both. I, 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 be- I believe dry. that uh, I think Blizzard is more common, but the Freeze Dry is nice. The other thing with Ninetales is that it does have a ton of really interesting tech moves on the support side. It yeah. gets both. It gets Helping Hand, Hypnosis, Encore, Disable. Um, both like Disable is an amazing move in today's format because of the number of choice users that we have. The Specs Flutter, the Specs Chiu, the Scarf Lando. Um, the Band uh, Dragonite. Yeah, band drag, banded dra- D-Knight, Banded uh, Hisuian Arcanine. Like there's a lot yep. of, um, there's a lot of those moves that like, like Pokemon that are abusing those choice items. So to have a fast disable as well, that's really cool. I know that um, I believe Ragavs ran just the protect screens to attacks, but that is an option. It also gets Howl, um, which Howl was something that um, I know on the Arcanines back in the yes, day. Yes, and I know that Howl um, Alola Tales was something that like my group, so uh, Nishant and uh, Chris oh. both used that. At, I think it was they both they both used it at the uh, in the trainer school uh, that um, grassroots tour and while they cooking didn't while they didn't finish it uh, the two of them did do relatively well in that tournament um, but enough with talking about like the dedicated snow going onto Aaron's yeah. team um, hypothetically you could kind of just throw a grim on this team it would do the same thing but the Alolan Nine Tails it's uh, its ability to also control the weather um, and to get the screens done all in one. Uh, like if you don't have a yeah, the one turn screen setup is the big mm-hmm. the big difference between the two. 
And it, like you get you get both of them up and you get to double bulk. Yeah. You know, you put your king gambit under behind that, and that's you know what's what's knocking that out. Not a lot. Uh, even not even the king gambit. It will just not only just the king gambit. The um depending on the, your the iron the hands. iron hands, the heat ran. And like the the water ogre pawn is surprisingly bulky, especially once it terrestrializes and gets the yeah, with aspect. that special defense boost. Yeah. Uh, speaking of special uh, side of things, um, the nine tails on Aaron's team is the only special attacker. Heatran. Oh my god, Heatran's a special attacker. I'm so- this is. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I started this off by saying I'm down horrendously, folks. That hasn't changed. I just watched my Eagles lose to the goddamn Jets. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Jam. I love you. You're amazing. Team New England all the way. I'm not well. <laughs> yeah, I think that the snow archetype is really cool. The one thing that I've noticed in, like, playing against it is Ninetales' speed stat is... It's biggest positive, but also one of its biggest negatives. It underspeeds max speed Ogre Pond by one mm-hmm. point, and that's really bad. And it obviously underspeeds Pokemon like Fluttermane and Chi and Pao and Iron Bundle and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of times where you don't actually have the speed or the, the bulk to survive that hit um, you know, before getting your Aurora Veil up. And that's maybe its biggest drawback, but it's obviously having these very good performances despite it because it has so many positives, as lo- as well as also taking advantage of its own snow with that defense boost, uh, boosting its, its physical bulk even further. Um, I will say that I, I do agree with you. I like It's not like I want to be hyper fast. I'm not going to get greedy. But the fact that it does underspeed um, Ogre Pond, which is such... I mean, just over... If you want to count all the forms as one, Ogre Pond is the most used Pokemon in yeah. the format by a pretty that's, large that's margin. That's the biggest issue yeah. for it. And if it just... If it just outs... If it was the other way around where it outspent Ogre Pond by one point, I think you would actually see this Pokemon be used even more. Um, compared, to, yeah. compared to last week, which didn't really... Like, it had a... Snow had an okay showing, but couldn't get it done in day two. Um, for it to have two spots in cut in two completely different manners of teams is uh, is a very is something that's very very impressive. Uh, I'd say then next group of teams again we're able to group these together. Um, Shane Gaffney and Andrew Ding both using uh, Tailwind Tailwind offense teams. Um, again, it's like. To an extent, it's hyper-offense, because I think any Tailwind team is in a hyper-offensive setting. But it's just it just goes to show with this format that everything is not only super aggressive and can hit really hard. Because, again, on both of these teams, all six Pokemon can do damage. Even the Tornadus can do damage. But it's like there is the level of switchability and the level of um, defensive plays and defensive switches you're able to make. Yeah, I, I also wanted to just shout out Andrew Ding. He went 14-0, and um, went undefeated through the Swiss rounds, day one, day two. Uh, you know, met, I, I believe it was Riley Riley in, a, in top eight, mm-hmm. which they had played today on stream earlier this morning. Um, well, afternoon for us. Yes. Earlier this morning for them. Um, I think they were the round one or round two game on stream today. 
And so they had to run back their matchup in which uh, Riley ended up pulling out the win in the in <laughs> when it mattered the yeah, most. It's... Um, you know, must have seen something in that first matchup that maybe identified some type of win condition. Um, but very impressive run from Andrew. I know there was sometimes like I know one of his stream matches. I didn't think he was going to be able to pull out a game, and then he pulled it out anyway. It was it was really really crazy. And going fourteen and zero in Swiss is obviously absurd. And deserves merit in its own right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um both. I mean, both of these players are just insanely good. And Andrew's another one who is. I feel like whenever he shows up, he always just puts out a show, and it's always just so impressive how he plays. Um, looking at these two teams, I like like you have the common cores of the Torn Waterfoo, Rillaboom, and um. Fluttermane, and then the two wild, like, the fire types are different, and the wild card spot, and, like, the Intimidator is different. Uh, Shane leaning towards uh, the Flutterfish uh, mode of offense to have, with the Chiyu, to have that, um, that duo as an instant lead as well, while Andrew's fire type went with Fire Ogre Pond, which is, again, a phenomenal Pokemon, and had a really great rise from day one to day two usage. And then for the Intimidators, uh, Shane liked fire type so much that he went with another one uh, with uh, Hisuian Arcanine, one of my favorite Pokemon. While Andrew went with the tried and true uh, Landorus Therian, um, which again, it's just, you, you're not going to go wrong with this Pokemon. I have to say, I was watching um, Shane's match, I believe it was the top four match that he had against. Would it, would it against I can't remember. Or maybe it was a little bit. I think it was. Was it Shane? Yeah, Shane's the only uh, Hisuian Arcanine in the top eight. Yeah, but um, their uh, Hisuian Arcanine was. Oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't Michael though, because Michael Michael didn't lose because of it. Um, (laughs) uh, their Shane's Hisuian Arcanine was slower in Tailwind than Choice Scarf Urshifu outside of Tailwind. Um, and that seemed like a massive oversight, and it really costed him, uh, because he wasn't able to get a move off with his Arcanine before getting Surging Strikes and one shot. So, um, you know, definitely, uh, that was something that I had noticed, but Hisuian Arcanine as a Pokemon is extremely strong, and obviously Shane had an incredible run with it, making it all the way to top four. Um, you know, managed to get around that problem for most of the day or, or for most of his run. Uh, but definitely, you know, was was an issue. That Choice Scarf Urshifu is extremely popular right now. I, I believe yeah. most of the, uh, the, the Urshifu in the top cut are more than likely the, the Choice Scarf. That seems to be the most popular variant of it right now. Yeah. And I will say with the Arcanine, while it did fall off uh, last week in... Um... Peoria, it did finish uh, in top 12 in usage for day two. Didn't have the day two usage um, for. It didn't have the day two usage for Sacramento. I do believe that next week in Lille, France, C Suite, I remember this time, you're going to see uh, an uptick as well. The Hisuian Arcanine is really good into those Paradox. I don't not Paradox. Ruin Mom plus Sweeper combo. It's a Pokemon that not only is able to. Pl- 
punish Flutterfish, but it's also really good at punishing the Jin uh, Knight um, matchups. Yep. So if th- those are two duos that we saw in the top 12 usage-wise for day two this week, and it seems they're coming up on the rise, that's just going to make these choice band, te- uh, ter- choice band assuming Arcanines even that much better. I believe um, some of them were also like running around with like the Assault Dust too, which is another good item for making it even better into the Chiyu Flutter main because like unlike the Chien Knight stuff where you have, you know, you're intimidating the Chien Pao, they're kind of hitting you with Sacred Sword, which isn't the strongest move, especially at minus one. Um, you know, those special attackers can still hit you with those neutral damage moves, those shadow balls, and those dark pulses. So yeah. the assault vest definitely helps you to uh, survive those attacks, especially when you can't extreme speed the uh, flutter main or the terror ghost to you. Definitely, and I think one of the other things, uh, even just talking about those those uh, neutral dark type attacks as well. Uh, one of the techs that we did see uh, last week with. Um, Oh, I just realized that Hisuian Arcanine won two weeks in a row. Last week with uh, James Beck's Arcanine, uh, while it was banded, it was the, uh, instead of running double rock coverage in Head Smash and Rock Slide, which is what a lot of these uh, choice band sets were running, um, it's a, ter- like, you were able to do the Terra Fairy with Terra Fairy Fairy, Terra Fairy Terra Blast in order to, <laughs> I tongue twister, uh, in order to punish Pokemon like the Chiyu, or even like these uh, Choice Band, um, not Choice, I'm sorry, Choice Scarf Water Foods to force the Terror yeah. there. And oh, even if you're forcing the Terror, you're still taking it neutral. Uh, because if they don't Terror, you're able to go and punish them with that Terra Fairy Terror Blast. And it gives you super effective damage into Dragonite. It gives you super effective into Chi and Pao as well. I mean, I know you can hit that with the Rock Slide as well. Um, you know, both of them with Rock Slide and Flare Blitz for the Chi and Pao. But that Terra Fairy Terra Blast is, you know, not a spread 75 base power move. It is a single target 80 base power move, which is, uh, you know, going to be a lot more powerful into the uh, the Dragonite, which threatens you after you Terra mm. with the extreme speed. Yeah. Allows you to play some of those mind games with um, you know, sacred swords and extreme speeds and stomping tantrums and close combats and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, it's um it overall I think it's just a great mod, it's in a great position, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see more soon Arcanine twenty. Moving to uh, the seventh team we'll talk about today, uh, Alberto Lara, who came in sixth place. Alberto, another very, very, very consistent player in the Scarlet and Violet era, and just overall, just an absolute talent. Um, this is a uh, team where he is playing the wrong type and wrong color of Gastrodon. If he was playing the pink Gastrodon, he probably would have won, so write that down alberto i can i can teach you things you have way more like cuts and worlds invites than i ever will but i can teach you how to win it's usually you use the pink gastrodon in another di- i'm kind of on team blue gastrodon to be honest myself it's okay to be wrong uh in another discord server that um uh, mod tim uh shout out tim and i are in they were having uh gastrodon discourse and i immediately hopped on like pink is better and Tim went and said to me, 
do you have a sixth sense for gastrodon color conversations? Because I he's like, I feel like every time this comes up, I see you go and say, pink is better, throw like the model, the model of cocktail of that in there, and then just run away and not like give anything else. Listen, this is just me speaking here, but I like the color combo of blue and green better than pink and brown. So I have a shiny pink one. I love her. She's adorable. Um, that is that yeah. very big plus. I did. I had a gastrodon on my UDL four team, and I think I brought the blue one every single week. So did you win? <laughs> no. I want to why. Bring a pink one next yeah, time. Yeah, I actually that was one of the most frustrating ones because I got a literally max rolled on a on a dragon pulse or a draco energy or something literally the only way i lost the game was a max roll and they rolled the max roll in semifinals so well you know if you ran the pink one it wouldn't have max rolled or it would have just clutched out and lived because it loved you more um yeah it, it what don't worry it was on my galarian Moltres. it wasn't my gastrodon <laughs> So the Gastrodon that we've just been talking about makes up the Firewater Grass Court in this balance team that Alberto is uh, running. Uh, him being the second person to bring Amoongus. Again, uh, non-top 12 Pokemon, Alberto using his favorites. Uh, and the Heatran, which also adds in that seal type for an even greater uh, core defensive core within the three. Uh, Alberto rounded that out with Flutter, King Gambit, and Landorus. You already know, these are just insanely powerful Pokemon. To be quite honest, we covered it beforehand when we're just going through usage. As we already said, you can take any of those Pokemon, slap them on, and they will all fill their role. Uh, this is just a, again, standardish balance team. It's not the type of, like, rain balance that James was running or, like, a Paul Chua balance team. Um, but still, it was a very, it's a very, clearly it's a very powerful team coming in sixth place, and it is a, a team that every single Pokemon is able to play its role, cover its bases, and, uh, really go into winning. Yeah, I think just because it's the last time we're going to be talking about this Pokemon in the top eight, um, I think Landorus is, is very interesting right now in this format, because I feel like Nearly all of them are the choice scarf variants. Not all of them. You know? Nearly all of them. Yes, nearly. A lot of them are. I know there's some clear amulet sets. I know we that one did well in one of the recent ones. There's, I'm sure, assault vest sets and life orb sets. But, like, choice scarf is, like, the standard. Mm. And it's, like, 80% usage on it, I feel like. Yeah. So, it's... I think that there's a lot to be done with that Pokemon. But... This team specifically, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. You know, you have the Heatran, which covers the fire-type weaknesses of your Amoongus and your King Gambit, as well as the Gastrodon to cover your water weaknesses and your fire weaknesses as well. Uh, you know, the rest of the team is very splashable. And I do think that Amoongus is incredibly underrated in this format. Um, you know, Ogre Pond is a follow-me user that's a grass-type, so... Uh, Amoongus loses a lot of value with its Rage Powder and its Spores because uh, you can end up getting followed me, follow me down your Spore. But I think that the pressure that Amoongus puts is still incredibly strong in this format, and there's a lot less Terra Grass running around because of Fire Ogre Pond. Yeah, I think, and I think what you just said, you, you even if you have the Ogre Pond, like the Amoongus forces you to respect it, and that is, yeah. that's the most important thing. 
where if you're forcing your opponent to respect the Pokemon or even to react to one of your Pokemon, it's going to enable the other Pokemon to do whatever it wants to do, whether it's get a sword stance up, get an extra attack out, um, or like Alberto seemed like one thing that he can do that the others can't get a yawn out, like be like, okay, I'm, you're not going to let my Amoongus put you to sleep. Gastrodon's just going to do the same thing. Like, you're going to sleep, just get your pillow and go to bed. I got a new pillow today. That that That's a side note. Very excited. I'm, I'm happy for you. I hope your sleep improves. <laughs> I really hope so, too. My neck's been killing me. Um, our final top eight team, uh, Brian Collins, Angelo Hunter, not hunting me, though, um, as I call nope. the not real Angelo, um, but still very good friend of mine. Love Brian. Brian came in seventh using five Pokemon because Brian memed a he little. He had five Pokemon. <laughs> Brian memed a little too hard today, um, this weekend. So Brian went and uh, he named his Gallade Cerulege. And for those of you who don't know, that's that's what happened. That's what happened. So for those of you who don't uh... know, it is not allowed. You are not allowed to name nickname your Pokemon another Pokemon's name. Even though he did, like, the quotes, it was, like, quote, Gallade, unquote, I mean, quote, salute, Cerulege, unquote. You can't do that. Uh, so he got a game loss, and he also was not allowed to use the Gallade. Do I agree with the ruling? Game loss, I understand. Should he have also been allowed to just change the nickname of his Pokemon to something legal? Absolutely. It is what it is. Didn't, clearly did not stop him, though. Um... Went on a tear with five Pokemon. Yeah. Size spam, size spam's back, man. Like it's it's been doing well in a lot of these a lot of these tournaments recently. I think that size spam, when piloted by a really good player who understands the archetype, who's been playing it, Brian being, in my opinion, one of the best size spam users around, um, he's able to get there. He's able to get you in Trick Room. He's able to abuse that, even not just the um, indeed the Armor Rouge. But abuse the Torkoal to abuse the Hisuian Ursaluna. Ursaluna. And then, of course, uh, the Dark Urshifu is a staple, or at least my opinion, a staple on these Psy Spam teams to cover up other weaknesses. I know that yeah. Tim, in Regulation D, Tim was using it. I believe that uh, Dark Fu was also a common mon on uh, Tom Hayden's Psy Spam teams. And so. Yeah, shout out Tommy. Yeah. Um, Seeing actually again another Jets fan who uh, is dancing on my grave for today. Love my friends who are Jets fans. Mm. I legitimately yep, fellow yeah. fellow New Yorker. Legitimately do love these fellow guys. Fellow Islander like me. Yeah, le- yeah I love legitimately Tommy. love these guys. Tommy's the goat. <laughs> Let's talk about the Ursa Luna because right. um, last week all we did was just wax poetically over Blood Moon, and uh, now you're seeing the Hisuian Ursa Luna. Uh, went through a time machine to get here, and there is not a single Blood Moon who cut after two cut last weekend. I mean, it it's not like this thing has ever fallen off. I mean, it's still a strong, extremely strong Pokemon. We definitely had a little bit of a new toy syndrome with the, the other Ursaluna. But now you get to take your pick. You get to pick whether or not you want a special attacking... Um, you know, ground and normal type, or you want your yours to be physical. And here, Brian has that Torkoal. He has that 
uh, Armourouge mm-hmm. as, you know, these two primary uh, trick room attackers, and they're both special attackers. So, you know, helps. why not the... Ar- why not the Ursul- the regular Ursaluna? And imagine, <laughs> imagine if that was the the Blood Moon without that galley. Now your all your physical damage is coming from that Urshifu. That would have that would have been a tough time, I think. Well, I think one of the things that you could know, at least on the physical special side, there are. Well, I mean, a Solfest is an item. Um, you go through all yeah. these teams, and the only other team that doesn't have some form of Intimidate is uh, Riley's team that came in second. So the Intimidate mm-hmm. itself, it's, it's you had um, it had Lando on 50% of the teams of day two, Hisuian Arcanine still around, at clearly two top four placements after winning last week as well. Uh, in like These heavy physical teams are going to struggle with your Intimidators. It's one of the reasons why we have three King Gambits who made top eight. Um, yeah. So to have a sort of offensive team that doesn't really care about the Intimidate outside of, because even like the Urshifu, uh, you can't click Sucker Punch or Close Combat, but God, your Wicked Blow is just going to... I'm going to Wicked Blow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, um, and even for the uh, the Gale, the boost that you're getting from Sharpness is able to mitigate uh, the Intimidate. So while you aren't hitting yeah. that hard, you're getting a 50% boost on your cutting moves because of the ability. Um, and again, yeah. Brian didn't even need the he didn't even need the golly to make to to make top. That was just win more for him. I mean, for for all yeah, we, and for all we know, if he had the golly, we're talking about size spam. I'm trying to talk myself into like having to use this archetype. <laughs> Nothing against the archetype, it's just something that, like, my... It's, it's in, in general, like, any single team that has a drought on it, my brain just turns off. Um, <laughs> Jess has been helping me for two and a half years. It feels like every single series, I'll get like, here's a new Sun team, try this, and I'll, like, click buttons, and, like, the second the Torkoal comes on, and the sun's out, it just, like, I don't know, I flatline or something. So, it, it's a me thing. <laughs> I think I think that this team is is great, and also you were bringing up the intimidators with Landorus and such. Like the way that Ursa Luna plays is also, a, 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 you know, it a lot of the time doesn't. It comes in after the fact, mm-hmm. after Landorus is on the field, or you're in trick room and the Landorus doesn't want to be there. Yeah. It's choice scarfed or it's way too fast. And I think that it, uh, you know, it adds a lot of flexibility to uh, Brian's team, and obviously. You know, had an incredible run with five Pokemon, and that is quite quite the achievement in in, in itself. Um, but yeah, I I think uh, I I love size spam. I'm a fan. I brought it to Knoxville, um, which I actually I played Michael Zhang in uh, I believe round three of Knoxville. Um, lost in a I, I think I think I lost two zero, but I think that both were pretty close. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's cool to to see people that you've played previously doing well, mm-hmm. or you know, people that you've ran into at tournaments. And um, yeah, this this team, I believe, I believe he was playing Sand in Knoxville as well. Um, you know, I could be wrong, and my memory could be doing me dirty, but I think I remember Tyranitar. Um, but yeah, Michael, congrats on the run, um, and and everyone in the top eight as well. 
uh, all the teams here are really free, are really really awesome. Yeah. So we do have uh, no we don't that's a lie we don't have any day two you suggest um, but I would like to just even just open up like before we close out just open up things that we saw on stream and everything just poke fun that we've noticed um, for me the main thing that I saw I know it was two of the times on stream were because Kyle, they put Kyle Livinghouse twice on stream is the amount mm -hmm. of wheezing that we were seeing and that was the other one we were talking about Landers but I was kind of insinuating to. Um, we were seeing teams that would be wheezing, two to three Paradox Pokemon that just don't care about their abilities, and we were seeing Ability Shield on these Pokemon, like Ability Shield on the Landorus, and then like a, a six Pokemon that was just, again, a solid gloom on. Uh, I know- That's an awesome use for Ability yeah. Shield. That's like really, really cool. Yeah, we I saw more ability shield this weekend. I know that um, Marcus Dion and I believe that there was someone else. They were both using the same team. It was a Dozo team. It was a Dozo team that featured Lamora, and it also featured uh, the Alolan Ninetales. Ability shield Geary. It was the ability shield, ability shield tattoo Geary because neutralizing gas will stop the commander, which will stop the two of uh, your Dozo from eating. The Tatsugiri. So yeah, Weezing, Weezing also gets haze. Weezing does get haze. I think Weeze. I think if I had to take anything out of this weekend outside of the top eight or just ways that the meta is shifting, I think people are starting to realize that Weezing is such a really cool Pokemon. And the other thing it's I so good. And the other thing I saw with it is the fact that a lot of these Weezing, they were the Cantonian Weezing, and they were physical. They were using moves like Gunk Shot. And initially, mm -hmm. I was like, I would you use Gunk Shot. And I was thinking... Fluttermane. Well, the Fluttermane. And then the other thing I was thinking of is you aren't afraid of the Intimidate because you turn off the Intimidate. Because you turn yeah. it off, yeah. The only way... It's also positive in the Chi U too, um, since it has a low physical stat. Yeah. And so... You also miss 20% of the time then. <laughs> and there were some cases, and there were other cases. I believe there was, um, there was one match. I cannot remember. I believe it was... It was it was a it was a day one stream match where um the opponent had the um had the Terra Ghost Ninetales and pretty much like uh, Terra Ghost alone and Ninetales and because the gunk shot was the only offensive move on the Weezing, what ended up happening with that was that the Weezing had um I think they got I I think uh, like uh I think the new term for it is uh stranded on an island. Not uh, all my friends are dead. I don't think we're saying that anymore. You know, I just said that. We can, we can keep saying that. I like it. <laughs> I, I can understand why you weren't saying that. I, I can understand that. Um, uh, Twitter, don't cancel me or do whatever. Can't control that. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going. That's. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We can be canceled. It's fine. <laughs> It's the last Litter Lessons host canceled like a month, in, not even a month into the job. That's in, in their first ever alone stream. That's legitimately all we need. Because because we were trash talking other Pokemon, saying that they had all their friends are dead syndrome. Because it does. But but yes, like, it does. You get the you get like the poison. You get the poison chance, which is good. But I I see where you're going. Where it, it it's it's a it's a not very effective. You're probably behind Aurora Vale. You're getting hit by freeze dries or blizzards. Um, actually, you might not be behind Aurora Vale because you turn off snow. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing, the other thing with um, 
with it as well is, or at least the one thing I noticed from those teams is that they um, momentum was a massive thing with them. You wanted to keep momentum with whether it was like whatever offensive output you were like the other Pokemon next to the Weasel was putting out. You didn't want to lose that momentum. There were a lot of turns where the partner Pokemon was threatened and was forced to switch. And it kind of had to switch mm-hmm. the partner because you don't want to switch the Weezing because the Weezing's the one that's there keeping this to all turn together. off your abilities. Yeah. And yeah, and it's such a cool Pokemon. It really is. I think that's going to be something where more and more people want to explore because the neutralizing gas does relatively well. The other thing that I found yeah. intriguing was the fact that it was the Cantonian version and not the Galarian version with that fairy typing, and I do think that could be an update to this um it not only would get the gunk shop but it does get play rough and as we've talked about all of the dragon types that we think are going to be doing a lot better and alongside the fact that we have like these dark types that are either neutral or weak to um fairy type attacks having the ability to not only click that gunk shot or that sludge bomb but to click a move like strange steam or degleam or play rough I think that could also really be a benefit for uh, for this reason for like the Weezing teams. I think they'll probably stay Cantonian just because you gain a weakness with the with, uh, the fairy steel, one. You yeah. gain that steel weakness, and like that's kind of the only difference between the two. Like you gain the you gain the the, the dragon um, immunity, but um, you know it doesn't help like the defensive typing yeah. too much more beyond that. Um, the one thing that I wanted to, you know, point out, I don't know how many stream appearances it had, but more like on a regulation E kind of standpoint is that I think that Ferrigarath is incredibly underrated. Um, I think that it has a great place on hyper offensive teams who just don't want to be hit by priority spam or by fake out. And also has an incredible place on slower, uh, more trick room oriented teams. I think that it's its ability armor tail coupled with really good bulk, um, good special attack stats, um, you know, and, and a really good core around it, um, you know, make it incredibly strong into a meta very filled by, you know, there's a lot of priority spam with extreme speed. Um, you can Terra Fairy to give yourself better matchups into Chiyu and uh, the Dark types and so on. No, I definitely agree with that. I really love Fairy Raph. It's one of my favorite Pokemon um, that was introduced in uh, Scarlet and Violet. And it's, um, it's again, one of those Pokemon that has been around for a while, but it wasn't until like truly like recently, like Regulation D, Regulation E, as this power level has moved up, Fairy Raph has been able to perform better and better so another umbron theory candidate yeah it's also despite being weak to king gambit being able to shut down sucker punch is uh, a big plus it's it's gigantic i know i was playing king gambit in the uh the house cup this weekend uh in bower dad's bower dad's house uh house cup and i switched i was able to switch in my furigraph to give me the better uh, match up into the sucker punch king gambit so despite them being at you know three times attack you know you weren't able to click that sucker punch button and that was really important um and i think i think frigoraf will see more as you know priority becomes you know on the rise with king gambit rising 
maybe we'll see more Farig. No, definitely. And, or just in general, I think that overall it's one of the best uh, trick room setters, whether you're using it to turn off other trick rooms or like, I mean, as we saw like Justin Knox last week, used it next to Blood Moon or Saluna. Um, I think mm. it's just a very, very, it's like an, not at the level of the top 12 that we saw, specifically the top six, but it's another one of those really splashable Pokemon that can fill a lot of really great roles on your team. And uh, if you haven't used uh, Furigraph yet on the next you build, maybe consider it for a spot. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I truly, I love the Pokemon. Um, last for, last season, it was the Pokemon that um, my group, we all built with it actually in Regulation C, and all the three of us who used the Pokemon were able to earn our uh, championship points in one of the... Uh, in one of the, like, the online, like, the global challenges. Um, and so, like, I mean, if I was able to earn points with it in a GC, better players will be able to earn points with it in a, um, in a regional. It's a good mod. Great mod. S- strong. So with... Are we about ready to wrap it up? I, I think, I was about to say, do you have anything else? I, I don't think so. I think I think I'm about all all Pokemon out. I guess like Cresselia wasn't that popular this weekend, which was a little surprising. That's fine. Um, I guess that's about it. I'm yeah, okay. we can we yeah. can keep it that I'm, way. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have an optimal one, and I don't feel like hunting for it. <laughs> I do think it's extremely strong still. It, oh, I think it, it needs it, it. It should it, it'll see more usage very soon. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it from me. I think that's all I got. Send us out of here, buddy. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed mine and Angelo's first attempt at, uh, at, uh, you know, doing the podcast alone. Make sure you guys, uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all the fun YouTube stuff. If you're listening over on Spotify or Apple Music, make sure you leave us a rate. Check out the Twitter at LR Lessons. Um, check out my Twitter at JamieG1010. Uh, Angelo, you want to plug your Twitter? Yeah, I'm actually going to plug mine and uh, Carter because even though he isn't here, we still have to plug his stuff. Mr. Missouri 25 yep. on Twitter for Carter. Uh, Angelo, you're just Roe VGC, yeah, right? Yes, so I'm Roe VGC on Twitter. And, and Rose Colored Glasses on Blue Sky. No, it's Rose Tinted Cheeks, just like the cut tile. Oh, so just close. Just like the cut tile of the creator song from uh, the Flower Boy session. <laughs> It uh, rose tinted cheeks so turns into glitter, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, we are also on uh, Blue Sky as well. Um, give me a second; I can't remember the the little lessons. Blue Sky. Uh, one moment. This is great audio right here. <laughs> We're doing so well until you... right now. Uh, at so it's at Little Lessons on Blue Sky, and I believe that Carter is also at Mister Missouri Twenty Five on Blue Sky as well. Make sure you guys come join the community Discord. That's where we are all hanging out. You'll find me, a host, uh, Ro, the the cute and wrong host, correct, and also and also Carter, who uh, changed his name recently, but he was the funny host. Um, the website we got uh, www.lrlessons.com. Yep. Uh, we got the Patreon. Uh, shout out to Johnny Bravo Senior. And Papa Swish, um, and the Discord supporters as well. Shout out to Smeargle for uh, for their continued support. Um, I think I think I got it all. I think I did it. Yeah, you did. This is 
We did it. This was a clean. This was a clean this episode. Was a clean episode. This was pretty good. Like, imagine the fact that we were able to do an opening without seven takes, and I was still able to make my joke. <laughs> this was an amazing time, and thank you all so much for being here with us. Um, you know, I hope it's not our last time doing this alone, no. but you know, we'll we'll see how where the future takes us. Thank you all so much for the coming for the ride, and we will uh, see you all soon. Yep. Peace. Bye, everyone. <laughs>